Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening and welcome to the same old Arsenal team talk. It is my absolute pleasure to be back for this weekend's fixture that we always, always either enjoy or hate. It's like going to the dentist for some Arsenal fans, I believe, but I've always tried to do my best to enjoy the North London derby, no matter how uh, we are playing. Uh, It's been hard to watch us at the moment. It really has, but I am praying that the team turn up on Sunday because surely this is the game to bounce back at. As always, I am your host, Dan Potts, and I am tonight joined by Manny, as ever, from the Ars Brothers. Manny, how are you doing, bro? And talk to me about your avatar, man, because I love it. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's Friday night and I'm trying to, you know, get a, some semblance of peace because I know as soon as, you know, Sunday comes around, uh, there's not going to be any peace in my neighbourhood, man. But the avatar... It's only right. It's only right, man. It's only right. And then they have to remember their place. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's yeah, very yeah. fitting. Very fitting indeed. And I'm absolutely delighted to be joined once again on the same old Arsenal by KC Super Kevin Campbell. How you doing, man? Dan, I am good. I am very good. I, I've got to be optimistic. I've got to be positive. You know me. I like to be positive. And... Uh, we're going to find out a lot about our football club and our, our our team on Sunday. We're going to find out a hell of a lot. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I'm going to start with you, Casey. We don't normally look back on this podcast. We're normally always about looking forward. But I think it would be wrong not to talk about last night's game because I've been asking for a while now for Arteta to just show me something different. Show me some solutions. You've got something to work with in this team. We've got some young, promising uh, players who were coming through. And I think it's fair to say that although it was a mix last night in the game against Rapid Vienna, the players that outshone, in my opinion, were the youngsters. What did you make of last night's performance, KC? And should we be excited for some of these youngsters coming through? Uh, I was I was very infused at the performance, to be honest with you. I thought Lacazette looked really sharp. Pepe looked good. But, you know, Maitland-Niles in the midfield, I've got to say, I thought he was outstanding. I really did. I thought, And look, I know it's, it's Rapid Vienna, but... You can only play the team you're playing. Um, I thought he was outstanding. I thought Reese Nelson done really well. I thought, you know, everyone who played done okay. El Nene looked uh, looked okay in the midfield after being out such a long time um, with COVID, etc. So I thought, I thought it was a, a, a decent performance, to be honest with you, Dan. And uh, one um, extra point, Smith Rowe coming on. Give us an extra dimension, I thought. Because you know that player who can pick the ball up and run with it? He was doing that. And I thought, because he could do that, it opened it up for Sobias to play through balls. So, you know, it was a, it was an interesting um, performance last night. And it was great to see some fans back in the stadium. Well, listen, that's the that's the first thing for me is that fans could actually go back to games. And no matter how you feel about it in terms of only 2000 being there, the people I spoke to that went to the game said, though, though it was brilliant. It was absolutely lovely to walk towards that stadium with the lights on and know you're going to go inside it again. The feeling of that. And Casey, I'm going to stay with you on this point, because how much does that mean to the players as an ex-player yourself, knowing those fans are, are close to coming back now, it seems? I think it's everything, Dan. Look, you know, the the lockdown and the, the, the restrictions that were imposed on fans actually attending games, it, it hurts you. And I know sometimes you could say, you know, the, the Emirates ain't as loud. But when you've got a crowd in there, the crowd do generate an energy for the team. But when there's no crowd there, it is sometimes it's very difficult. So... Having a bit of crowd there, I think the players played up to the crowd. If you ask me, Dan, you know, because there were people there, we saw some a lot better performance. We saw we saw more energy in the team, which you know, people say, Oh, Arteta needs to send them out there playing without with, with the handbrake off. I don't think Arteta sends them out there with the handbrake off. I just think they've got themselves in a rut, but we saw a lot more energy yesterday. And we're going to need that same energy on Sunday. But it was, I thought the crowd played their part. Even though it was only 2000, the crowd played their part last night. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Manny, I'm going to bring you in on last night's performances, man, and ask you for the positives and negatives because we've been crying out for some of these players to get a chance on the weekend games. And I thought personally, two or three, in particular, some of the players that Kev mentioned there, Manny, deserve to be even considered on Sunday. What did you make of it, mate? Maitland Niles is my man of the match. Right off the bat, I enjoyed what he did in midfield. There was an energy. He was getting himself in the right positions. He was attacking when he needed to. He was a threat going forward. 
I enjoyed that performance because even though people will say, oh, you can only, you know, it's only rapid Vienna. It's all about mentality at the end of the day. It's all about how you go, how you, you know, approach the game, right? Because even though it's just rapid Vienna, we could have approached it that way and they could have turned us over that that quickly, right? It's, it's that simple. If you're not at it, a team like rapid Vienna can catch you cold, but that wasn't going to happen. I enjoyed what Pepe did as well because he wasn't confined to the left wing, right? When he was popping the ball off, he was either going central, he was going right, he was going left. There was movement. And that was that was like the Fulham performance, right? That was just behind the Fulham performance in our best performance of the season. It doesn't matter that it was Rapid Vienna. So my positives were the youngsters did what they needed to do. I thought, I like Ronison in goal. I don't know what it is, but I like Ronison in goal in there. I thought Pablo Mari was decent. You know, I thought El Nini and, and, and Maitland Niles worked. I thought the front three, there was movement. We were aggressive. And I thought Lacazette playing as a second striker and sometimes a pseudo third midfielder was a stroke of, you know, a little bit of genius for Marteta. Maybe he's found Lacazette's position. Who knows? But yeah, all positive for me in last night's performance, man. The one negative though parts and it's nothing to do with the performance is that even though there are fans coming into the stadium they somebody had to maintain an agenda and pull out a bring back message sign and that really hit mm. a nerve with me because you know fans haven't been allowed in the stadium for such a long time you think you know you would go there and just support the boys down the pitch at the minute and here we are talking about this agenda yet again even though it was just one person, it annoyed me because the commentators pinpointed that. So that was my only negative on the performance last night, mate. Yeah, and I think you're spot on. I looked at the uh, banner and I said, I said to my dad, I said, uh, did you just see that? He said, no. I said, there was this banner that said, bring back Meza. I was like, really? These fans are the first thing they want to do is bring a banner that says that. Not come on Arsenal, welcome back. We love you. They're still trying to bring this agenda up and trying to point out some negatives with this guy. And I don't think it's going to go away, Manny, until this guy's removed from the club. I really don't. And I cannot wait for the day that Meza Ozil goes now because we're going to have this for the, the rest of the season, aren't we? We are, and... He's not coming back, right? He's not coming back. Just get over that fact. For me, it was the fact that you're back in the stadium. The fact that you're seeing your boys play football live for the longest time. And you want to pull out that banner and continue the agenda. So what does that tell you about the mentality of some of our fans, man? It, it, it annoyed me because it took away from that performance and yeah, I can't wait until he leaves the club pods. I cannot wait until we close this chapter on seven years of absolute mediocrity from the guy, man. I can't wait to see the back of him, mate. And I would agree 100%. And I think that there's more than just Meza Ozil that needs to leave this club in the summer, but that's going to be a whole nother podcast. Uh, Casey, let's come to you because there was some positives and there was some great youngsters. Does Arteta have the balls to put some of these players in on Sunday, do you think? Or are we going to see a kind of reverted team that was similar to the one that played against Wolves? I, I, I truly believe Mikel Arteta now has to look at some of these youngsters. I'm not all, but potentially some. Now, I'm going to start off on a little bit of a question. Where was Saliba? I know, I know. Why I know. not give him? A, why not let us see him? 
And I know he's going out on loan or whatever. They're trying to get him out on loan. But listen, we haven't even seen him. So, it, oh, no. it, that, you know, it doesn't make sense to me, all that. I want to see him. And even if he goes out on loan, I want to see him and see what he, he looks like in our first team. But some of these youngsters have been performing quite a bit in, in the Europa League. The main boys, so to speak, in the first team haven't been doing it. And I believe that transfer recruitment clock in Mikel Arteta's head is sped up now. January can't come quick enough. He can't rely on the, the guys that he thinks he can trust. And these youngsters are hungry. Mm. And you know what? That's what we need. We need hunger. Do you know what, Dan? And I'll say this, and I'll say this to Manny as well. If we have a hungry team and we lose, I could hold my hands up and say they had a goal. But Absolutely. When they don't have a goal, Dan, when they don't have a goal and they sit back and they don't get close to people and they don't put people under pressure, that's what frustrates me and I'm sure it, that's what frustrates the fan base. So why not get some of these young legs in? I'm not saying all of them, but, you know, there's a, some very, very impressive performances. And Maitland-Niles was very impressive last night. So I know Partey trained today. I'm not sure whether he's going to be risked. But why not? Why not put him in midfield? He's got legs to burn. He can run. He's tough. He's strong. Hey, we got to match them in midfield because they're very athletic in midfield. And if we think Xhaka's going to be able to keep up with, with, with their midfield, we've got another thing coming. Do you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd, I'd rather go like for like in there and see who's the better team. Do you know what you're spot on? And, it, and it's a great segue into the, my next topic because it is about Granite Xhaka and our midfield. That was against Wolves. I would say, and I'll come to you on this one, Manny, that Nelson over the last two Europa League games, deserves to get ahead of Willian. I would also argue that Maitland-Niles, like Casey's just mentioned, deserves to be in that midfield because he brings positive energy. He has the ability to use his legs and bring the athleticism that Chaka and Ceballos at times lack. And I would also uh, question what he's going to do uh, with the front three now that Lacazette had a great performance last night with the likes of Saka and Aubameyang. So there are some question marks, 100%. But our midfield, Manny, you said it spot on last week. Our midfield made you want to cry when you see Chaka and Ceballos in there. Now, I'm going to share my screen and bring up a stat about Granite Chaka, And I'm going to come to you first, Manny, because I was sent this literally, I would say, an hour or so ago, not even that. And I was it just it just summed up what's going wrong in our midfield currently, okay? And it's about Granite Chaka. Now, I look at this, I'm going to make this a little bit bigger and I apologise for people people's eyesight there. Can't get that any bigger at the moment. But Granite Xhaka has made 440 passes in the Premier League this season, but only nine of them have gone into the opposition's box. Only 65 of them have even made it as far as the final third. In the 580 minutes, he has only created one scoring chance. That for me, Manny is the reason we cannot and have to move on from Granite Xhaka now. Manny, over to you. Dude, you know how I feel about Granite Xhaka, right? This, this, he's a stat padder, and we've had a lot of those players over the years, right? He's a guy who does the bare minimum. He's not athletic. He hasn't got a brain. 
And the one thing he is good at, safe. Plays it safe every time. And I'm just, I'm so sick of seeing this guy's name in my starting lineup because you know exactly what you're going to get and what you're not going to get from Granit Xhaka. Now, people will say, you know, that's not his job to get the ball in the opposition box because he's, you know, he's been tasked with dropping deepest to pick up the ball from the defence. I don't care. There's two midfielders. So are we going to leave that job to Ceballos? Are we going to tell him, all right, you get the ball to here and you get the ball in the box, you do the rest, and I'm just going to drop in midfield. I'm just going to keep the ball. Like, Janet Jacker is a stat padder. And we've had way too many of those players over the years. See, if you look at his stats, right, against Wolves and you didn't watch the game, you would think that he had a good game. Then you watch the game and you realise how atrocious he is. And now this this is Granit Xhaka for the last four years. What does he bring to this football football team? Tell me what he brings. Does he bring aggression? Does he bring leadership? Because I saw his leadership over at Leeds, right? You know, that's the I saw that leadership. So what (laughs) does he bring? Right, a, a midfield, right, and this this is me, you know, dreaming a little bit. But a midfield of Maitland Niles, Thomas Partey, and El Nenny against Tottenham that wets my lips a lot more than seeing Xhaka and Ceballos and seeing what Adama Traore did to those two is what I was fearing in the preview last week. Granted, Jacques, we we need to move on from this. We need to move on from safe footballers, unathletic, brain dead footballers like Granit Xhaka. But I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, and we are not going to move forward until we get rid of this kind of player. Too safe, too boring, doesn't bring anything to this team. I don't care what anybody says to me. There isn't a stat, there isn't a game that you can point to me where Granit Xhaka deserves to be in this football side. Awful, awful footballer, man. It's just that simple. Can't stand a man. Manny, very passionate run as ever, man. Absolutely love it. KC, has Manny got a point? Is he right? 100%. Look, I, I, I think there's times where Granite Xhaka is effective for keeping the ball when we're keeping possession. That's I, I get that. But a midfielder's job sometimes is to keep the ball, S- sometimes it's to probe, and sometimes it's to hit a killer pass. Let's have it right. And it doesn't matter whether you're the holding midfielder, the attacking midfielder, or you're part of a sitting midfield too. It's your job. Your job is to protect the defence and your job is to attack. And we don't get enough from our midfield as it is. So all them sideway passes, all that does is allow the opposition to get back into position. Now we've got so many players to break down. What we need is risk takers. That's the difference. We need risk takers. Because if you're going to hurt the opposition, you've got to be able to... When you're you outnumber them or you, you're in an advantage, you've got to be able to go and hurt them. Push push the play. Push that ball forward. That's how Aubameyang's going to get chances. That's how Lacazette, that's how Pepe, that's how these guys are going to flourish because all of a sudden they find themselves through on goal or one-on-one or, or whatever, in a better 2v2, whatever. But just by playing sideways, crab football, Manny's right. It, it isn't going to cut it. And we've seen it happen too much. Over the last 10 years, we've seen it happen too much, if we're honest. We've papered cracks with FA Cups and we've we've celebrated because, look, you know, we're Arsenal to be successful and to win trophies is good. But now we're looking to develop and push on. 
this type of player is 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 is. Let's let's put it this way because I don't want to be disrespectful. This type of player is becoming obsolete at Arsenal because he doesn't take chances. We've got to be on the front foot. And if we're going to be on the front foot, we can't play the ball sideways. We've got to play forward. I mean, look at the... Look at, sorry, Parson. Look at no, the Premier League midfields, right? Look at... And where do you see a Granite Xhaka type player in any other Premier League team? You need to be athletic. You need to be able to move. You need to be able to do more than just pass a football, right? You need to be able to do more. And that type of player in Xhaka, it should have never existed in the first place. He should have never come to this football club. And I don't know what the obsession is with playing this guy, right? I don't know what the obsession is. They say that, you know, he, he's a leader and, and these things. I don't see a leader. I don't see a leader in performances. I don't see a leader of men. As he just, it needs to be obsolete, but we need to move away from the Granit Xhaka type. If you're playing Arsenal, right, and you see Granit Xhaka in, in the side, you know exactly who to get in that midfield. You know that you can hold Xhaka upside down by his ankles and he's going to give you some change. He's always going to give you something. So look at the Leeds performance. Look how much work Sabayos had to get through because look who's playing next to him. Somebody who's not going to move around. Somebody who's not going to press. Somebody who's just a lump. We need to move on ASAP. Yeah, I, and I totally agree. I've never been a Granite Chaka fan and I've made that quite clear on most podcasts I've been on. Uh, I personally feel we need to move forward and I don't feel that he is the one that we're going to be moving forward. I'm being asked a couple of questions in the chat as well, Kev, about what he did at Palace. I know that it was a while ago and I don't like to look back, but I don't think some fans can forgive him for that and I'm certainly one of them. I think it's different when you're a Patrick Vieira who's playing every week at the top of his game and he might have got sent off and threw his shirt off in frustration. But for me, what Granite Chaka did by swearing at the fans, walking off, throwing the armband down. Is it fair to say, Casey, that there's kind of no love lost if he was to leave Arsenal? Look, my, my point on that, I was at the game. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and I, I, if you remember rightly, Dan, I said he's done. Yeah, you did. I remember. I said he's done. I said, I can't see your way back. Obviously, there's a lot of water have gone since then. And... There's been a bit of a rehabilitation. He eventually apologised. And I know there was stick flying about with his family and all that. And obviously, we don't condone that sort of stuff. Not at all. No, no, no. But you're playing for Arsenal Football Club and you've been captain at Arsenal Football Club. You've got to have, you've got to have maximum respect. No matter, what's, no matter what's going on in the background, you, you, you cannot bring that to the table of a football match with you. You can't. You've got to be ultra-professional. Even if you walk off, you smash up the dressing room, do whatever you have to do. But you don't bring that to the table of Arsenal and 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 react like that against the fans. Because the fans, as, as you can see, Arsenal miss the fans. The fans are everything at the football club. Let me tell you, the fans are everything. And that's why, back in the day, there was such a great connection between the team and the fans because the fans were like a player. And that connection is no longer there and that's what we need back. So in order to get that back, Dan, we need players who are committed. We need players who are going to buy into the culture 
that Mikel Arteta wants to do because I, I think Mikel Arteta has been disgusted with what he's seen. I'll be honest with you. He's been disgusted. He doesn't send them out to be have no handbrake on. The problem is the players can't do what he wants consistently. So, look, Granite Jacker, listen, you, you, you might be a, a Swiss international and you're a decent player, but not at Arsenal. Yeah, and I have to agree. Uh, Manny, last words on Granite Xhaka before we move into this fixture for the weekend. Yeah, man. So, like, a comment just kind of popped into my brain, like, literally just popped up. Um, what was it? Raheel? Who says, oh, get over it. If someone abuses your family on social media and 60,000 fans booing you, you would also lose your head. Listen, the reason why fans were booing in the first place is because he was taking his time to get off the pitch. You at the time are the captain of the football club and you are taking your time getting off the pitch. And bear in mind, we were chasing the game. So it's not about having 60,000 fans booing him. 60,000 fans were booing him for a reason because they wanted him to get off the pitch. And him as the captain, as the leader, what sort of example did he set for those youngsters, for kids in the stadium, throwing the armband, throwing the shirt? And some people forgave him. See, some of you may be ready to forgive that. But for me, once you disrespect Arsenal, once you disrespect this club, there is no coming back for you. None. So I don't want to hear this thing about, oh, 60,000 fans booed him. They booed him for a reason because he was taking his time and he didn't set an example. Get that right, mate. I think it's a great shout, Manny. Go on, Kev. Dan, I need to add a little bit to that. Go on, mate. He's talking about 60,000 fans having a goal and your own fans, etc. Could you remember the time? Uh, maybe Raheel won't, weren't even an Arsenal fan. I don't know. So I'm going to ask the question. Do you remember when Tony Adams was getting all the donkey chants and, yeah. and, and all that? He was getting it everywhere. He was getting it from the press. He was getting it from... And what did he do? He didn't have a go at Arsenal fan. He didn't have a go at... Great he point. He got a V-sign. But he, he's before, he showed them with his performances, Dan. That's what Arsenal captain means. It means more than just the armband. Spot on. Spot on. Do you know what I mean? It means more than... And I, listen, again, I don't know if Raheel knows the history of whether he's been watching, but a, a true captain takes it on his shoulders and rolls his sleeves up and says, come on, I'll show you. I'm the captain of this football club. I'll show you. And he, he, he fights even harder. But we haven't seen it. We've seen Koscielny chuck, chuck the, the captaincy away. We've seen Granite Xhaka against the fans. This is what the problem is. Yeah, it's, man. You know, these... these and, and, and listen, and I don't want to sound too... Go over overboard. But this isn't Arsenal, man. This isn't Arsenal. Arsenal players are committed whether you're getting stick or you're getting praised. There is a mindset and a culture at the football club that when the fans come into the stadium and that team walks out of that tunnel, you know what you're going to get. You could get beat, but you know that team's going to have a fight and a goal. That's what you can guarantee. But we can't guarantee that anymore. And this is the most frustrating thing for us goons. 
I personally could not agree more. And the reason I could not, I say I could not agree more is not just because of the lack of quality between Tony Adams and Patrick Vieira and Granit Xhaka, but their mental strength and their mentality is chalk and cheese. And I believe that is why I want Arteta and Edu to get the players in that have the winning mentality like the Kieran Tierney's and the attitudes of some of these youngsters like the Sakura Martinelli's of this world. And we need to get rid of the Kalasanaks and the Mustafis and the Chakas and start moving forward now because they've showed us for the last four to five seasons what they are and it hasn't been good enough so putting faith in players for four games is fine putting faith in players for four years that haven't done it for four full seasons now in some cases and some cases even longer just isn't the way forward we're going to move on to the fixture at the weekend because it's a huge one and i'm going to remain with you casey it's tottenham we all hate them but we love playing them and you have played them many a time. What is it about this fixture from an ex-player, Casey, that makes it so special when you put on that Arsenal jersey and go out against uh, your bitter rivals? Well, it's the enemy, Dan. Straight up enemy. When you got, when, when the whole week, the whole week, this is in, this is in your mind. When you wake up, when you go to sleep, everything you do, this game is in your head. So just like the fans think it, the players are the same. Trust me. Now, this is, for Arsenal right now, this is a must-not-lose game. Because if we look at form, their form's up there and our form is, is down there. But the beautiful thing about the North London derby is form book goes out the window. It doesn't matter what went on all those weeks previous. It's what happens on the day. And that's why I said at the, at the, at the top of the show, we're going to find out a lot about those players. Because you know what, Dan? We know consistently they're not good enough. But what would it tell us if these guys can't turn up for a North London derby? That will tell us everything. And do you know what? Mikel Arteta should have a zip on his mouth. He should be zippy. He shouldn't even need to say a word. Because those boys should be motivated to get that win and prove that they can do it. And get three points on uh, in the bag. Because let me tell you something. Tottenham are, Tottenham are good, but they're not, they're not unbeatable. We can beat them. I'm telling you, we can beat them. And if we turn up, we have a good chance. But if we don't turn up, it's that simple. We have to turn up and we have to fight. Absolutely spot on. We do have to fight. And I just cannot accept Manny losing this game of football. I don't care so much about losing to the Manchester United of this world or the Man City. It hurts when we lose a game of football. When we lose to these guys, there's a different kind of hurt. Do you know what I'm saying? It is a different kind of hurt. And it's great banter with some of my mates, but sometimes it's more than banter. You feel it more. There's emotions involved. This is a huge game of football. And it's one that I feel if we do win, then we can start to bounce back and move forward. But if we are to lose it, it could be like meltdown again yet on Twitter. Manny. Dude, there's one game in the season I will never accept losing. I will, I will never even accept a draw. And that's this fixture here. I can't accept anything less than a win. And the fact that some of these players have to be reminded, bear in mind a lot of them played in the 4-2. 
So they know exactly what that game means to these fans. They know exactly how some of them have scored in this fixture. Some of them have made their names in this fixture. So I, I will not accept that they don't understand what this fixture means. I cannot accept lose not to them, not to them. They've got all this, you know, this confidence and all of this bravado from nowhere. They haven't done anything. They haven't won anything. They haven't won anything in how many years? Nobody talks about them. And that gets, you know, that gets you know, just, it's under the carpet. Nobody really cares about it because no one cares about Tottenham and what they do. You need to lift them up, right? Because they are, you know, nobody cares about Tottenham. So whenever you give them praise, it's like, come on, do something. We're held to a different standard. Hence why we're slated so much, right? I can't accept losing this game. I can't. I cannot. When, the, like, I was, like I was telling you guys before we came on air, when the London riots happened in Tottenham, I don't understand why nobody went after White Hart Lane. Like, that's how, <laughs> listen, that's how passionate I am about this fixture. I can't stand that club. I can't stand anything about them. This, this shirt, you know what I mean? That stupid emblem. I can't stand them. So losing to them? Nah. Last season already, that was painful considering the performance that we put in, right? I can't stand losing to them. I don't, you know what? I don't celebrate St. Totteringham's Day unless we finish first and they finish 10th or 15th. For me, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at all. But we need to turn up, man. If there's <laughs> one, listen, if I don't care what happened against Wolves. If you don't turn up in this fixture, don't come back, mate. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about it, man. You don't lose this fixture. It's that simple. I can't say it better than what you've done, if I'm honest with you. This game means so much to everybody that supports Arsenal and anyone who, who, who kind of is close to the club, as far as I'm concerned. It's always been the game that we always fixtures come out. When have we got Spurs at home? When have we got Spurs away? It's the one you look at as an Arsenal fan. And I suppose the rivalry as I was growing up was always quite laughable, but it has become more and more so of late. And they've already won the league with 10 games gone because they're top and all of this stuff. So, KC, in your honest opinion, what can Tottenham do this season, in your opinion? Because as far as I'm concerned, their team isn't all that. They've got two great strikers and Gareth Bale, when he turns up and his fit, can cause some damage. But I still don't look at that team and see them as title winners or see them as anything to worry about personally. They're on good form. And they are playing a style which other players and teams find hard to beat. What's your opinion on, on Spurs going into this game, Casey? Listen, I think they've, they've stuck to the Mourinho way of being difficult to beat. And they've been playing on the counter-attack. They've got two strikers who you know can score goals. Son's been, Son's been incredible for them, let's be honest. And obviously bringing back Gareth Bell, put a little bit of uh, pep in their step as well. And look, they're, they're catching some teams. You know, they caught Man United, didn't they? And Man United fell into their trap time and time again. And, and they blew them away. They've had, some, they've had some good performances and they've had some lucky performances as well. I could tell you that much. You know, the West Brom game, for instance, you know, they, they, they half, they puffed. West Brom could have won it. And Spurs in the end won it through Harry Kane and a mistake by the goalkeeper. So, you know, they're not great. Here's the, here's the issue. The longer they do 
well and they start leading at the front is the more confidence they're going to get. We got to nip that in the bud, Dan. We got to yeah. nip that in the bud because whether we like it or not, in the last few seasons, they've been more consistent than we have. I don't like to say that, but they have. They've been more consistent than us. Them getting to the Champions League final was as painful as it gets, as I want it to ever get. They never won it, thank, thank God. But that's <laughs> as painful as I ever want it to get, Dan. Because I don't want them winning anything. I don't want them winning a throw-in. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't want them winning a throw-in. But what we do have to do, I think, obviously, I think they can finish in the top four. Of course they can. But what we've got to remember, is only 10 games gone. They're going on as if they've won the league. <laughs> Listen, they're not, they're not that great. They are not that great. They are not. They're just having a good spell right now. But it's time for Arsenal to step up and put a, pop their balloon, mate. It's time. It's time. I saw Everton beat them at the start of the season, first game of the season. Everton should have beaten them more than 1-0. Should have been 2 or 3, to be honest with you. Arsenal could do the same. I'm telling you, Arsenal can beat them. We know what they're going to do. They're going to put a block in place. Yep. And they're going to play like that at home. Mourinho's smart. If the Spurs faithful were in the stadium, they'd be going spare because they don't want to see that football. Do you know what I mean? So he's getting away with it right now. We need to pop their balloon, Dan. You're damn right we do. And I am praying to God that we can do that on Sunday. Uh, we have our Spurs fan waiting in the wings. I'm going to bring him in after this 30-second clip. West Cork Beard Company. Make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie Please go and uh, get yourself some West Cork Beard Oil. Our sponsors uh, call in. I'm just going to take Casey out because something has gone with his new stream. Let's bring Casey back in because he swapped phones and devices. Casey, can you hear me? Yes, I can, mate. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. It is my pleasure to welcome Toby, our Tottenham fan. Tobes, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me well? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you well, man. I can hear yeah, you well. I was, I was feeling about with the mic and stuff, so I thought, yeah, I, I need to be... I want to be heard for this for this stream, so catch me in all my glory. Man, it's... You can see that there as well, so I'm ready. Man, it... You've got your chicken on your chest, man. You're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. Tobes, we're going to start with you, man, because we've been speaking a little bit about this fixture and how much it means to us. It's obviously a huge fixture for you guys. But before we go into that, I want to talk about Tottenham just a bit, because when we last spoke, and it wasn't that long ago, by the way, due to COVID, you weren't happy with Mourinho's tactics. You weren't happy with the way you were playing. You questioned yeah. some of the players' abilities, apart from Kane and Son. Yeah. How have things changed, or is it just good form? Is Mourinho starting to get to grips with this now? Because you're on great run, mate. You're on a great run. It has to be said. Yeah, I think. 
I think you've summed it up there. Like um, whether the manager, whether it's a case of Mourinho getting to grips with with um, what it's going to take to get some points on the board and utilizing our best players or players playing better um, for whatever reason we're doing really well this season. And I think it's a combination of all those three um, features. You know me and my thoughts on Mourinho. Um, I'm happy with what he's doing this season, but whether I'm com totally convinced that he's still the same old Mourinho remains to be seen. I need to see more. But the one thing he's... I say one. Some of the things he's doing this season that he didn't do last season is, for starters, getting as many of our better players on the pitch as possible. Yeah? In Dombele, um, we, knew, we knew he had his fitness issues last year early on, but Mourinho was publicly in the eye with him, working out during lockdown, breaking lockdown procedures. It was widely noted that the guy had slimmed down, trimmed down um, during the lockdown period. And he and Mourinho himself said that he was in a much better condition to play um, before the Man United game we played all those months ago when um, Project Restart was a thing. And yet we didn't see Tungi and Dumbele start a single game in the in 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 the in any of the matches that we played um, during the restart. So I feel like I feel like <laughs> yeah I feel like I feel like um of course a lot of the fans are getting on board with him now because I think he's making the right decisions. He's making the right decisions in who to play. He's making the right decisions in terms of attacking with two two fullbacks instead of one fullback attacking one fullback staying. He's putting in a system that gets the best of best out of our best player in Harry Kane. He's um making Sonny step up his game as well and he's organized the defense. So really and truly um I can't come on here and talk bad about him this season because apart from the first game and probably the first half of the, the second game we had in the league, he's not really put a foot wrong. So I think he's doing well. And I think, like you said as well, a lot of players are stepping up in Dombele. Big difference in these performances from the second part of last year to, to, to this season. Serge Aurier, he was a calamity last year and he's playing out of his skin this season. Eric Dyer, he's not a centre-back who I rate, but he's been on form, one of the best centre-backs in the league this season as well. So players are stepping up their game and on, on top of that, the manager is supplementing that with his his sprinkle of, of um, tactical prowess and good selection decisions this season as well. And that's that's why we're doing so well. Yeah, and I think you've summed it up well there. I mean, listen, I don't think it's the most attractive to watch, but you don't mind when you're winning. And I've said that when people slated me for wanting Diego Simeone when Arsene Wenger went in because they didn't play the Arsenal way. I would take the way that George Graham played, winning 1-0 and 2-1 any day of the week because I saw some of the best games of my life because of that guy. And nobody said that, you know, it was it was atrocious to watch as such because he knew how to get results. And that's exactly what Mourinho does. You know, his CV does not lie. I don't like him. I can't stand him. I don't want him at Arsenal. But as far as I'm concerned, he's doing the business for you at the moment in the league. So, yeah. Tobes, before we move on to Manny, um, I want to ask you this because I want to say congratulations on winning the league with 10 games gone. Because no, your fans, <laughs> because your fans have acted as if no, it's no, happened. No. Let's not put that on me because I'm not moving like that. <laughs> talk to other fans. Don't talk to me about that. We still got 28 games to go, mate. So there we go. There we go. Man, listen, you're a level-headed fan. I'm only giving you banter, but there is some hilarious, excitable yeah. Spurs fans out there that believe yeah. that this is your year because the year ends in a one. So let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it could be, but we we still need to see more. It could be. So you never know. Fair one, man. Fair one, man. Manny, let's bring you in. Uh, Toby talks a lot of sense there, to be fair, and how Jose Mourinho has got this Spurs team playing. Are you worried going into this game, Manny, that this could be 
quite kind of hard to take because of the way that we could potentially lose this game. Because as far as I'm concerned, they know how they're going to set up. They're going to have chances that I believe that if we give them, they're going to take. And Kane and Son, as much as people are saying Harry Kane's injured, no, he's not. He's going to play. He always does. It's going to be very hard to take because they've got two fantastic strikers. So how do we stop Kane and Son, I suppose, is my question, Manny. You play them at their game, don't you? You play them in the Mourinho game. You know, you know Mourinho is going to set up defensive. All right, you set up defensive as well. The onus is on Tottenham to come and win this game. They're the ones who are expected to, you know, to get the result, you know, just because of the way we're playing at the minute. So we should set up shot. You know, it's not like we haven't done it before. We've done it against better teams. You know, we've done it against better players than, than Son and Kane. So set up to counterattack. It's, it's really that simple. And don't tell me we haven't got the players for it because we do. We do have the players to play on the counter-attack. And that wouldn't be, you know, so far beyond the realms of reality if we play on the counter-attack against Tottenham because that's just the way to do it. You know, they're playing well at the minute. You'll give them that. But at the end of the day, man, it, it, we know exactly what's going to happen. It happens every year, right? So let them have whatever it is they're going to have. You know how Mourinho's going to set up. So you set up how he's going to set up. And we see what happens. Have a ball nil-nil. At the end of the day, it doesn't do anything for us, you know, because we're not expected to win it. So it is what it is, man. Yeah, I think it's spot on. KC, one question for you. The last couple of seasons, Harry Kane has been so, 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 so difficult to kind of mark out of this game. We've had Mustafi. We've had Luiz. We've had Socrates. We've now got Gabriel. Does that fill you with more confidence? Uh, I think... Who partners Gabriel is going to be the key because we know Harry Kane's a dangerous striker, man. He's, he's, you know, his record proves that. Gabriel can handle Harry Kane on his own. But the problem is, if you handle Harry Kane, you still got some. <laughs> so whoever is, the, whoever is the partner or however it's set up, the others have to be able to step up and defend correctly. I think that's what Arsenal's problem's been in the past. Arsenal, remember, Arsenal have, have, have had centre-half problems for over 10 years. And that dominant centre-half we haven't had, now we've finally got one. But is the supporting cast good enough? You know, this is the questions we're asking ourselves. So what we want to do, if you're going to beat Spurs, you've got to be able to deal with that front too. You've got to. If you don't deal with them, you are in for a long, long, long day. So... Whoever partners Gabriel has to step up. I think Gabriel can handle Harry Kane. Um, but whoever's going to partner Gabriel is going to have to step up and deal with that, that danger that is son. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And I'll stay with you, Kev, because I know you've got to go at A on a hybrid squad. But I wanted to talk about Thomas Partey because there's, there's, there's a slight chance that he could play. Now, I don't think he will because I don't think he's had the recovery period. But isn't that a huge boost and probably a, a bit deflating if you're a Spurs fan to see his name on the score, on the team sheet, just for the pure fact that it gives that midfield so much athleticism, which we just don't have with Chaka and Ceballos. How important is it that Party's fit for this game, KC? Yeah, I think if, if Party's not there, Spurs fancy their chances a lot more. That's for sure. They know how good he is. They know what Thomas Party can do. I think Partey wants to play 
that's why he's given himself every chance. You know, he's trained today, see how he reacts tomorrow, etc. You know, he wants to play because he's he's seen the midfield and it ain't great. Let's be honest. With him in there, he does so much work. He can protect, he can pass, he can run with the ball. He can do two men's job virtually. So I think it's really important he is playing if he's even 70% fit. Listen, he plays. Yeah, I, I think he has to play because our midfield is absolutely dreadful without him. Shout out to my man KG, by the way, who's <laughs> supposed to be coming on with me the other week, but I wasn't well enough. Gabriel struggled <laughs> with Bamford, never mind Kane. Oh, listen, I'm a huge fan of Gabriel, and I think personally, that's coming from a Leeds fan, by the way, KG is. <laughs> oh, I should have known that, shouldn't I? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean, man. But, uh, uh, Tobes, let's come to you. How do you feel going yeah. into this game against Arsenal? We're, we're playing terribly. We're out of form. Me and you have talked privately about what I think and what you think of this Arsenal side. And we're kind of in the same agreement, really, that this side just yeah. isn't good enough at the moment. And yeah. what is your take on this? Is, 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 are you looking at it thinking nothing but a win here because we have to beat them? They're terrible. Or are you thinking, I'll take a point, just don't lose? What's your attitude with this one, mate? I'm looking at it as a must-win. It's a must-win game. It's a derby match. And you are not in the best of form. I'm sick and tired of hearing the whole, oh, form goes out the window, form goes out the window. I know it does, but you have to look at the situation in black and white. I've been saying that all week. Look at the situation in black and white. Forget about form. Look at the situation in black and white. And the situation in black and white is you can't score. You've got no quality out wide. Your defence is leaking goals. Your midfield is an imbalance. Even when Thomas Party is playing, that midfield can still be got. I know how much he gives you, and I, he's a he's a quality player, but I'm just looking at it man for man, manager for manager, and it's a mismatch. So for that reason and that reason only, when we go into that game on Sunday, this isn't even a be, being cocky thing. We have to beat you. There is no excuse for us to come out of that game without anything but three points because you cannot beat Man City at home. You cannot go to Stamford Bridge and keep a clean sheet and then tell me you're coming into this game against this version of Arsenal and... You're going to be happy with a point. Derby or no Derby, it has to be three points this weekend. And I'm banking on three points this weekend. Fair play, Tobes. Manny, I'm going to let you come in on that. What do you make of that, man? Oh, black and white. You know what I see, you know what I see in black and white? No trophies. It's the same old thing. We're not talking about trophies, though. We're talking about Arsenal. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You said things in black and white and how things are now. Right. Well, yeah. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back because I can. What yeah. the hell have you want to sit on here and say anything about black and white? Remember, okay. remember, we finished eighth last season. <laughs> yeah. And we finished eighth for a reason because we deserve to finish eighth. Okay. Yeah? We deserve to finish eighth because that's exactly how our football put us. Right. The league, yeah. the league table doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. But then how does a team that finishes eighth wins a title and Tottenham, with all your confidence, you have nothing to show for your best period of football? That's written in black and white. This, okay. is, this is the best Tottenham you are ever going to see. And mm -hmm. at the end, the only thing that matters is what you put in that trophy cabinet. Okay. Because at the end of the day, when Tottenham players retire... Do you really think they're going to talk about, oh, when we beat Arsenal in this game or in that game? 
nah, show me your trophies. Okay. Show me what you've earned. Okay, and mate. That's why they've earned nothing. It's All just right. cool. Go on, Tobes. Go on, Tobes. Can I give, you, give you your shout to come back, Toby. Go yeah, on. Uh, but I, I didn't realise today's <laughs> podcast was who's won more, Spurs or Arsenal. I didn't realise today's podcast was who's bigger, Spurs or Arsenal. I never came on here and said Spurs are going to win all the trophies. I never came on here and said Spurs are a bigger club than Arsenal. So I'm not sure why you're... No, no, it's my, it's my turn now. Um, <laughs> it's my turn now. I'm not sure why you're, why you're mentioning your trophies because you won the FA Cup last year, but yet the same game that we're talking about here, Spurs mm. VR at home, you lost. So we're talking about this game. We're not talking about, oh, who's going to win more this season. We're talking about Tottenham playing Arsenal this weekend. And all my points made earlier are about Tottenham playing Arsenal this weekend. I don't okay. care about any trophies. I don't care about FA Cup. I don't care about Invincibles. I don't care about... Oh, I'm talking about Tottenham versus Arsenal. And but I'm looking at Tottenham versus Arsenal this weekend, and I'm telling you the facts in black and white. If you want to take them, take them. If you want to talk about trophies, go ahead and talk about trophies and change the narrative. But we are talking about Tottenham versus Arsenal this weekend. And Tottenham okay. versus Arsenal, you have an inferior squad. You have an inferior manager. You Correct. are on our ground. Correct. So, so for me to say that we're going to win, how can you then tell me that, oh, yeah, um, you, where's your trophy? Where's your silverware? That's not what we're talking about. I don't disagree with the fact that we've got an inferior squad. I know that, but still with that inferior squad, they can look back and go and look how we achieved. See, what you can almost guarantee, right, is that you are more likely to see Tottenham win this game, but then at the end of the season, you're more likely to see Arsenal holding a trophy. Is you just think, that, you, you think so this season, based on the evidence you've seen so far, you think season dude okay we finished eight last season we yes. were terrible last season look at how we performed last season okay. but yet still we put something in the cabinet so as to our shit the best way to shut my mouth yeah is this period put something on the table that is worth talking about instead of 10 games put something on the table that we can talk about yeah, until then, there is no conversation to be had between Arsenal and Tottenham. Manny, 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 Toby, hold on, hold on one second. Uh, listen, I, I get your confidence, Toby, and I get what Manny's saying, and I get what you're saying, Toby. And you made a comment about you don't want to hear about form goes out the window. Yeah, you said form goes out the window. Yeah, I'm saying I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, you're tired of hearing that. But remember, over the last 25 years, for probably 21 of them, it was Tottenham who was saying the form book goes out the window. Not Arsenal. It was Spurs. Okay, but... So, so no, ho no, hold on. Let, just let me finish. It's really okay. important. Okay. For the Toby last... can take this, by the way, because Toby's no, a good No, no I, I, I get that. And I just want to, <laughs> yeah. listen, I just want to, I just want to say for the last, was it three or four years, Spurs have been in the ascendancy. They have been consistently better than Arsenal. As much as it pains me to say it, Toby, it's yeah. true. You have been in the ascendancy. But this is the key to, to everything. Black and white, Spurs, if going into this game, Spurs are favourites, 100%. But you can't say to us, 
you can say, but you can't say to us, you don't want to hear about the form but going out the window because that's our chance. No, this Kev, is our chance. Kev, Kev, Kev. So for starters, I'm not saying that you can't say that. I'm saying I'm tired of hearing that because I know it's true. It's a cliche. I know it's true. But what I'm saying is I feel like Arsenal fans are using that to mask all the deficiencies that Arsenal have right now. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm not oh, saying that oh yeah. All right. Well, Toby. I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't say it, but I'm saying no. I'm sick and tired of hearing every single Toby. Arsenal. Toby. Toby. Let's be honest, Toby. When it does when the switch was flipped. You never wanted to hear all your deficiencies. You wanted to have a positive outlook. No, not me. No, I'm <laughs> saying, well, all right, not you. Tottenham not you. Fans. But yeah, the majority yeah. of the Spurs fans don't want to talk about the deficiencies going into the North London derby because we know our deficiencies. You know your deficiencies. All right? The key to this is Mourinho's getting away with it at Spurs because... If he, if he, if you had the crowd in there playing the way he does, just sitting on your own 18 yard box, there might be some difficult times for Spurs. Do you agree with that? Uh, last season, yes. This season, no. And the reason why I disagree with it this season, and you lot all know my thoughts on Mourinho, I, <laughs> I can't stress enough my thoughts on Mourinho. But the reason why I disagree this season is because everyone has looked at West Brom away or Burnley away or Man City at home or Chelsea away and say, oh, Spurs are playing defensive football this, defensive football that, park the bus this. We've scored the second most goals in the league. We scored 21 goals this season and we've conceded nine. Like, uh, Harry Kane is firing, Sonny's firing. We're, we're putting goals past teams at home in Europe as well. The man, What we're seeing him do this season, to his credit, is he's picking and choosing when he wants to play that way. When he wants to attack, and he has the and we have the capability to attack sides. We do because I didn't see him park the bus when he went to Old Trafford. He knew that if you press Man United high, you can get a result. And what did we do when we went there? We pressed them high. We took the game to them and we battered them six one. Southampton for all the abuse we were getting in the first half, for all the pressure we were getting in the first half. What did he do? He made the switch. He brought Lacelso one, and he told Harry Kane drop deeper and start feeding in some because they played a high line and we exploited that. So for me. Last season, you can say that about Mourinho. This season, and I feel sick even saying this because I don't really hear him. But this, <laughs> season, this season, you cannot, you can't use that stick to beat him with because he has shown this season that there's a variety of ways we can play to get the result. Well, there's ten games gone, and I hope you have the same energy <laughs> come the end. I will, bro. Trust me. If he messes Toby. up, you'll no, see no, no. Forget whether he messes up or not. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, oh. Remember, fans are going to start coming back soon. Yeah. See, so I hope you have the same energy okay. for Mourinho. I will. I will. <laughs> right. Trust me. Trust me. When he starts heading, I will get onto him. Trust me. But Good. now I can't get onto him. Good I can't man. get onto him. Good man. Winning cures Manny, all. Before... Toby, yeah, winning me... cures all. Manny, before you come in there, man, I know yeah, Casey, yeah. you've I know, Casey, you've got to shoot off because you've got to yeah. go on Highbury Squad. Those that do want to come and shoot over to uh, listen to more of Casey, go over to the Highbury Squad, follow them uh, with Amanda and Sophie. Uh, we're going to stay on here, myself with Manny and Toby, and I'm going to try and act a mediator and keep these two apart, it seems. So, Casey, thank you so much for coming on, man. Before you go, a prediction for Sunday, please, mate. Listen, I'm, I'm going for an Arsenal win. I don't care. I think Arsenal can turn up. They're going to have to turn up. 
They're going to have to turn up. And we've seen the underdog win this game more than enough times. So I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1 so, to the Arsenal. So, Toby, look after yourself. Nice to speak to you. Manny, yeah. take it easy. And don't yeah. go easy on him. Take I'm it easy. Casey, thank you so much. See you guys. And See everyone. Really appreciate it, Casey. You take You're care. You're welcome. Kev. Bye. See you later, mate. See you later. Right. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and keep you two apart. I'm going to go to Manny first. And Tobes, I'm going to ask you to mute yourself and just listen. Because okay. otherwise, there'll be loads and loads of talking over. That's cool. And then I'll bring your thoughts in. So let's bring up a sensible debate. Now, me and Toby have known each other for not too long. Probably the few months that we started to get to know each other from tapping football. We've always had respect for each other. We've always said that, you know, Spurs have had some times of we can laugh and have banter. And he's been quite brutal about Arsenal and how poor we've been. So, Manny, going into this game, is it right that Spurs should feel confident going into this game, not the rest of their season, going mm. into just this game. Because as far as I'm concerned, I would agree with Toby that they would feel confident going into this game and that nothing else but a win is is kind of a good result for them because of the way that we're playing. Now, is it cocky of Toby to suggest that this is going to be a, a kind of a, a, a game that he feels we have to win because we've beaten City, we've on a run, we've only lost to Everton. Is that too confident going into a North London derby is my question, Manny. Of course, man. We've been here before, haven't we? We've been here before. Do you remember? I think it was when we beat them 2 0 at the Emirates. I think when Mustafi scored one. Imagine yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I do remember. Jesus Christ. Um, and do you remember the talk then? You know, power shift. You know, there's a power shift in North London. How many times have we heard this? I want to see where this power shift is, right? Because as far as I'm, if, if your power shift is because They've, you know, finished above us and they've got, which pains me to say, they got to a Champions League final, which was diabolical to watch, by the way. But I want to see this power shift because what they're doing now is things that we've done a long time ago. See, let's be clear about this, man. Let's be very clear. This Arsenal side is shit. <laughs> Pure D shit. Let's be clear about that. Does Tottenham have the better side? Of course, of course they do. You have, there are more Tottenham players that you would want in the Arsenal side at the moment. Let's be real about it. And it pains me to say it because I can't stand those lot. But to go into this game and go, yep, we're going to wipe the floor with them. You lot should know better. You should know better than this. You've seen this. You've seen this before. You've, you can't say you haven't seen this before. You can't say that this wasn't coming in the 4-2. You cannot tell me you haven't seen this coming. Or better yet, how many times have we gone into the North London derby and we've messed it up? Example, the 4-4. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus. The 4-4. That one still kills me to this day. The 4-4. <laughs> yeah. Or better yet, when we won 1-0 away with that gorgeous Rosicky goal, right? And then Tottenham completely dominated us for the rest of the game. Did anybody expect us to win that game? Did anybody say we're going to win that game? You cannot you cannot go into the North London derby and go, yep, I can pick a winner. But just because Tottenham are playing well, they're going to win. You should know better than this. I know you hate this. I know you hate to hear it, Toby. The form goes out the window. But it's true. <laughs> How many times have we seen this? How many times? Or better yet, for every 6-1 performance that you had against United, 
there's a free free against West Ham lurking around the corner. Yeah. There's that kind of performance lurking around the corner. You can't tell me you're confident with that. And you know how, you know why I'm saying that? Just look at your game last night. Yeah. Lurking around the corner. So you cannot be 100% confident, no matter how bad we're playing, you're still looking over your shoulder because it's us. Because we love to do it to you. You've done it to us as well. Okay, Tobes, before I bring you back in, I think what I will say, Tobes, and I'm not sticking up for anybody here, is that you haven't kind of said you're going to win 4-5-0 on Sunday. So that's the first thing I will say. But you're confident and you feel that you are the better side in terms of the form, and I can understand that. And you're saying form going out the window is not right because you are the informed side and you expect to carry on. So what would you like to say back to that, Tobes? Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't say form goes out the window. I'm just saying that I'm tired of hearing it because I feel like Arsenal fans are using, are hiding behind it in fear of making an accurate prediction of what they feel this game's going to end as. Because if it wasn't Tottenham playing, if it was Arsenal versus, I don't know, um, Chelsea, Man United, Man City, whatnot, and they were they were heading into this fixture, playing away from home with no fans, um, and some of your key players not in the best of form, the energy would be different. But because it's this game, rightly so, it's a derby, so anything can happen. But I feel like they're using that to hide behind them giving a clear and accurate prediction of how they think this game's going to go ahead. Because if I asked you, logically, how do you think this game's going to pan out? Why do you think Arsenal are going to win this game? You can't give me anything that is logically sound apart from form goes out the window. And I want to address the points that Manny mentioned as well. So he mentioned the 2-0 and the 4-2. The I remember those games vividly, yeah? <laughs> I remember those games vividly. And I was one of the few Spurs fans who were confident as hell. Ask anyone who knows me. Confident as hell heading into those games. I was actually at that 2-0 game at the Emirates. I was in the away end for that one. And it was a rude awakening because we know that day... Was then was when I got put back into my place and I learned, yeah, it's very risky to go against this team at their ground, at their ground in the derby. But you're not playing at the Emirates. That 4-2 and the 2-0, it's at the Emirates. It's with fans. It's where your atmosphere is, 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 um, is rampant. I was at that game and I felt the atmosphere. It's ridiculous. Like, we were drowned out completely from start to finish. You don't have that advantage. Plus to add to the fact that your players are in bad form, plus to add to the fact that your manager can't get your attack firing, plus to add to the fact that your defense are leaking goals. Like you're you're, you're saying it as I, as, I, as as me being confident. I'm not. It's not confidence. It's me speaking facts. It is me speaking facts. I'm analyzing the game as a football fan. I'm looking at your your strengths and weaknesses. I'm looking at our strengths and weaknesses, and I can't see how you're going to come out with this game with a win. I can't see it unless there's a catastrophe. Um, of, of, of events that occur. I can't see how you're going to come out of this game with a win. And you want to talk about the 1-0 where Rosicki scored that rocket. That was an awful season for us. I remember that game because guess what? I was at that game as well. I saw that Rosicki goal. I saw us dominate that game as well. We didn't take our chances. And guess where we finished that season? We finished sixth. We got pummeled by every single team around us in the top six. We were not good that year. So yes, you coming into that game, you were expected to beat us. But let me now give you some examples of games where you've been in a rut and you've come to our ground. And let's see the end result. Yeah. Our last game at White Hart Lane, when we were banging form, I mean, our last season at White Hart Lane, where we didn't lose a game all season, we were second in the table, flying high. You lot were struggling down in the dumps. You came to our ground and you were pummeled from start to finish. 
The game finished 2 0, and another day it could have been 5 6 0. Let's go a few years before that, yeah? When Gareth Bell's last season at Spurs, you were down in the dumps, we were high in form. Eventually, we got egg in our face because we finished fifth, you finished fourth. We know, let's laugh about it. But for this specific fixture, we came into it in good form, you came into it in bad form. What happened? Yeah, we won that game 2 1. And another, and another day, we could have hammered you four, five goals. Wembley, our first season at Wembley, we, um, you came into that game. He came into that game in in not the greatest of form. And us, I think we had beaten, I can't remember who we had beaten. We had beaten Man United, got a draw at Liverpool and whatnot. We were in good form. You were in bad form. What happened? You started off well, but the minute that first goal came in, went in for us, the floodgates opened. And we won that game 1-0, but on another game, on another day, we could have won that again, 4-5-0 if our finishing boots on. The reason why I'm saying all this is because I'm not looking at just form. I'm not looking at, Who's the bigger club? I'm looking at this fixture this weekend. I'm looking at who has what players available, how each team's going to hurt each other. And when you analyse all these factors, only an Arsenal fan who's blindly back in their club will tell you that uh, Arsenal are going to come out this game with a win. No, 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 no. And then my final point, my final point is this. Nobody has come here and said Spurs are going to batter Arsenal this weekend. Nobody has said we're going to flog them. Nobody said we're, we're, we're the best thing since last spread. I don't even think we're going to win the league. How many times have I had to swap people to say stop with this title challenge talk? We haven't done, I don't think we've done enough to, to justify being called title challengers yet. You're right. For every 6-1, there is a 3-3 at West Ham. But I'm mm. looking at Tottenham now versus Arsenal now this weekend. And I can't see anything but a Spurs win. What is wrong in me saying that? Why is that cock? There, there's nothing wrong with you saying that, but it's because that's coming out of the mouth of a Tottenham fan. That's why. And in terms mean, of no, but that, that this is literally, this is literally just the banner talking. But in terms of you know, you don't see a Tottenham fan that is as confident, you know, going into this win. I'm looking at the comments. What's his name? Ranty Bioki, whatever he is, giving it a whole lot of mouth. And I bet this guy here will go quiet if the result doesn't go his way. See, I want to point. I want to. I want to answer a point that you said, Toby. Right, and it's. You don't see how we could win this game. And you cannot tell me, you look at players like Aubameyang, you look at players like Alakazet, you look at the danger that is, and the football brain that is, you know, Bukayo Saka, and you cannot sit there and tell me you do not see how we win this game because I we are fit. But, but they were there last season, Manny. They were there last sure, season. Of course, of course, of course. But that was the... That was last season, right? And right now, you do not expect anything from this Arsenal lot. And that is exactly what makes us so dangerous. Because you forget that Aubameyang can do it. You forget of our threats because you're so confident that yours. I don't forget about them. Lacazette scored a screamer last year. And for the first half... And for most of the game, you dominated the ball. But what I'm we confident about, we fell into the Mourinho trap, but I saw it coming. We all saw it coming. Any, no, your fans any logical Arsenal fan, right? Any logical Arsenal fan can sit here and be objective and say, you know what? Going into that game, and I've seen it in the comments, there are a lot of Arsenal fans that are scared, right? There are a lot of Arsenal fans that are scared and they are sh shitting bricks because of this fixture. And I have no idea why. We're 10 games in, but you cannot tell me that we do not have threats and you cannot tell me that we will be bad forever, right? Because this would be this would be typical, right? And remember, 
history has a habit of changing, right? We've we've seen it, hence why apparently Tottenham are, you know, there's a power shift. But you cannot tell me that this would not be the game for these players to go, you know what? Let's put in a performance, right? I didn't, nobody expected us to go to United and win. You lot went down back to them and it was such a bittersweet result. It was so bittersweet, right? We went over there and we did what we needed to do, right? So you cannot tell me you can't see that happening. It would be typical for it to happen in this fixture. It would be. It would be. You're right. It would be because we've seen crazier things happen in this fixture. But I'm telling you what I believe in oh. my team. Yeah. Okay. I know about Aubameyang always scores against Spurs. I know he hasn't scored against us at um, our ground for you. I know he did at Dortmund, but he always scores against Spurs at the Emirates. He did last season. He did the season before. Yeah. He always scores against us at the Emirates and he did so for Dortmund as well. Yeah. But what I'm saying to you now is you are not a good side. Can we admit that? Can we, can we, can we, can we be impartial? And dude, I, dude, I can agree. Know. I can agree that, definitely. Let me be clear so you hear it, yeah? This football team right here that you're seeing, this Arsenal side right here, pure D shit. <laughs> I don't like a lot of these players. I can't stand a lot of these players. They don't deserve to be at my football club, right? I can't. When I look at some of these players that are daunted, that are putting on the Arsenal shirt, it makes me sick because they don't deserve to wear that shirt. A lot of them don't even deserve to be in the Premier League. Can't stand them. But at the end of the day, man, if, if I had to, I have to back them against you lot. I have to. Because even though even though you, I'm pretty sure there are Tottenham sides that you're thinking of right now, you're like, you know, I can't stand this side. But against Arsenal, that goes right out the window and you back your boys, man. No. Yeah, man. If you you don't back, last 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 season, I can ask and ask any of my friends. Yeah, Dan knows. Dan knows my other friend, Dan. If not for lockdown, if mm. not for if, if not for lockdown, and we had played you at that point in time, of our players injured, we're losing that game. And I will tell you straight to your face, we are losing that game because I didn't have any confidence in us to win that match. I didn't see how we're going to win that match with no Kane and no Sun with the way we were playing and defended. So mm. I will call it as I see it. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying to you now is. This Sunday, yeah, I have every reason to say that we should be winning that game. And anything less than a win is disappointing. I know it's a derby, but anything less than a win on Sunday for me will be disappointing. Because we are still in the hunt to try and finish in the top four. We are playing a home match. We've only won one match at home this season. And it's, a, it's, the, it's the biggest of games to try and turn up in. I know we played poorly on, on, on Thursday, but... With Kane, with Kane available, with Sonny available, with the fully fit team that, that have come through unscathed over the past couple of weeks available, these players simply have to raise their game. And with the way we've been playing this season, play like that and raise your game with some tactical news from Mourinho, yeah? Why can't I say that we're going to win this game? I've not even said we're going to batter you. I personally think it will be a 2-0 job. You have every right to say it. You have every right to say it. You have every right to back your team. Just like I have every right to back mine, man. We will see you lot on Sunday. I know we, we are terrible. Let's be like I said, we're terrible. But man, you've seen worse things happen, man. You've seen it. Better yet, think very carefully, man. What was it? The five twos? Two years yeah. in a row? Come on, man. How many times does that happen? I hear you, but can I, let me ask you, let me ask you something else as well. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you something. 
yeah, because I'm very, I'm a very good historian when it comes to Spurs. Do you know how many times you've? Do you know how many times you've come to our ground and beaten us in the last ten years? Ooh. I do. Not many. <laughs> I do. Not many, man. Do you want me to say the number? Go on. Mm. Once. You've beaten us at our ground once in the last... That was the, that was the Riziki one. That yeah? was the, the Riziki goal. You've beaten us at our ground once. The rest have been overwhelming wins or draws. So I'm not just going against, oh, how you're playing right now. I'm saying you come into our ground in recent history, it's a myth. And I know the same, and I know the same as the reverse at your ground, which is why nowadays, especially after that 2-0, if we go to the Emirates, no matter how bad you're playing, I will never predict a win because our record there is awful. But I'm looking at your 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 record against us at our ground. I'm looking at how you're playing now. I'm combining all these factors. So that is why I'm saying to you, I believe we're gonna win, and we should be winning on Sunday. Do you think Toby? I'll see you on Sunday, man. I'll see your um your Twitter handle. I'm not on Twitter, but Tobes, I will find you, man. After what? What's the winners game? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> if, we don't, if, we don't, listen, if we don't win on Sunday, please, I'm gonna get abuse from everyone. I'm gonna get abuse from left, right, and center. That's fine. I can take that. I'm a big boy, but mm. I'm not gonna not nah, speak my opinion. No, nah, man. Fuck the yeah, abuse, man. man. I'm just gonna send you a nice little DM, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 Boys, we need to start wrapping up. Uh, Tobes, let's start with you. I want to ask two questions, man, because I think it's clear that you are confident going into this game because of your form. This season has been nuts. We've seen Aston Villa trounce Liverpool, put seven past them. Leicester, fives past City. We lost to Villa at the Emirates by getting battered. It could have been six or seven. I see the other night, I put Jamie Vardy as my triple captain against Fulham. What happens? Fulham beat them, right? So this year 2020 is crazy. So it wouldn't surprise me if this was a crazy result and we see Arsenal do what they did at Old Trafford and just get the result that they need. It wouldn't surprise me. And then what wouldn't surprise me even more is that same Arsenal side then go to Burnley and lose at home at the Emirates. That's just the way that our season's going, yeah? So my first question is, would it be a a massive shock to you if Arsenal were to do the dirty on you? And secondly, what is your prediction, mate? Um, I think it would be a shock if you won. Definitely. Uh, There's no two ways about it. If you drew the game, maybe I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked because, you know, it could be attributed to a lot of things. But I think you lot leaving this game with three points, I would be so shocked. Like, I would literally, I I wouldn't be, I, I I, I wouldn't be able to believe that it's actually happening. Because I just don't expect you lot to get three points. But a draw, I could I could see a draw happening. I could see a draw happening. Um, and then my prediction, I'm going for 2-0. I don't think we're going to have the best of starts. Yeah? But I feel like in these derbies at home, we warm our way into the match. We warm our way into the match. And once we get that first goal, that's when we find our swagger. And for that reason and that reason only, I'm going for a 2-0 win. Okay. Manny, same question to you, man. Uh, You've been kind of not confident, I wouldn't say, in terms of an Arsenal victory. I think you've just been pointing out to Toby that we can get a victory there. What do you expect to happen prediction-wise, mate? Let's ask you on the spot, Manny. My prediction. I never go for... I can never predict against this lot, man. So I'm going to go with history. (laughs) I'm going to go with history turning around and then biting every Tottenham fan in the backside, man. Including <laughs> including the one man ban in the in the comment section, man. 
history will come and bite you lot in the ass and Arsenal will turn up. You can see it. You can see it happening, man. So I'm going to go with 2-1. 2-1 Arsenal victory. Oh, my word. I'd love to be optimistic. I hate this part of the show. I try and play devil's avocado as best as I can. With you two tonight, that was hard, man. I'll tell you that. Uh, but listen, I need to be realistic about my team. If I see a if I see the lineup that comes out right at four o'clock or whenever it's half three, and I see the Maitland Niles in there with some legs, and I see the 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 kind of um Sackers and the Nelsons and the ones that have been really performing, I think I would probably be more likely to go for a draw because I feel that they would give their all for that shirt. But unfortunately, and Manny's, Manny's going to hate me for this, and all the Arsenal fans in that chat are going to hate me for this, but I think we are going to be caught on the break twice, and I think you're going to take your chances twice. Two shots, two goals, and I think Tottenham are going to beat us 2-0. Um, I just do not see a way forward at the moment with this current senior squad. I'm going to see Chaka and Sobias in there, and I'm going to want to cry. I'm going to oh. see the, the the likes of Willian in there. I'm going to want to cry. Manny, go on. You're going to have a go at me now, on you? Go on, Manny. Man, just the next time I see you, man, that's all I've got to say to you. <laughs> I'll say this, man. If he starts with Xhaka and Sobias, man, we've, we've had a conversation about donkey Xhaka, man. I just... That right there is... Xhaka doesn't even walk into the Burnley team, man. I just... Yeah. Oh, I just want to see Arteta do something different, man. And Potts, you are getting ripped in the damn comment section, boy. Like, you, listen, you're... I can take it because I'm realistic about it, man. I oh, do I not see it. Like you. We we have these real conversations. That's why. <laughs> listen i might be wrong and of course i hope i am damn wrong i do not want to lose to this team i hate it i don't accept it but i have to be realistic i don't have the faith that arteta's got the balls to drop some of these players i expect to see chaka i expect to see sabayas i expect to see willian i expect to see lacazette and obamian that aren't currently firing if they turn up brilliant i do not personally see that when i look at wolves and villa and leicester and leeds that i can go into this spurs game and think this team were just having some off days they'll be fine against Spurs I just don't see that uh, and I hope I'm wrong I hope that it doesn't matter our form goes out the yeah, window we play yeah, for the yeah. shirt and we go for it Pedo Tash bros <laughs> man it's getting there now man I tell you that I am I am cannot wait for my beard to grow back after November I tell you that now I feel naked without it uh, I'm going to go for 2-0 Toby's going 2-0 Manny's going 2-1 Arsenal Toby Thank you so much, man. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and sticking up for your team. I know it's hard to come on for an opposition's podcast, mate. But, uh, man, I, I hope you enjoy the game Sunday, but not too much, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be nervous, but I'm going to try and enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you will, man. And when the reverse fixtures back, we'll get you and Manny back on to go for round two, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> I'll look forward to it, man. How can people follow you on social media? Because we have a few Spurs fans in here, man. Yeah, just follow me on um, Twitter, Instagram, um, at Tottenham Tobes. I'm pretty easy to find. Or follow um, my um, follow our wider podcast channel, Touchline Fracker, as well. Um, they're available on Instagram and Twitter as well. So, yeah, just check, check me out and check us out as well. Great content there. Great stuff, Tobes. Always a pleasure, mate, speaking to you. And thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Manny, well yes, done, sir. bro. Have you calmed down now, mate? You're all good now. 
Calm down. Bro. I've been in second gear the whole show. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you have. You've been in first gear for you, man. Jeez. You do not want to see me on Sunday, man. I turned into a completely different human being, bro. You could, there's not an Arsenal fan or a Tottenham fan that loves this fixture. Trust me. It sends your heart all over the place, man. Like, oh, absolutely. So, so tonight is Friday night. I'm going to do some some crazy stuff and just, just medicate myself and drink because I know come Sunday, man, it's going to be hell at yeah. my house, man. But as always, Potts, man, thank you for having me on, bro. Oh, man, thank you. Always appreciate it. Love your passionate rants. And I know everybody in the chat does too. Uh, guys, please come and follow myself and Manny. You can follow Manny at the Ars Brothers on Twitter. You can follow myself at that Arsenal 87 And please follow the podcast. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, tell all your friends. We are just literally Arsenal fans talking about the club that we love. Nothing too serious, all pretty chilled out and informal. So please come and support the podcast and show the love. Uh, if anyone wants to follow us on Twitter, it's at same old AFC in capitals. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you to everybody, uh, including Nigel for moderating tonight. Top man. Really appreciate it. We will see you all on Monday where I hope we have an Arsenal victory to discuss. Until then, up the Arsenal. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.